0: Hello, this is Patrick Ball. How are you on this fine day? Welcome to On The Fly, a podcast about whatever comes to mind, really. In this episode, Ask Chat GPT. As children, we learn by asking questions and relying on our parents to answer them. As we mature, In our conscious thinking, we begin to explore the existence of a higher being, and through prayer, meditation, or quiet contemplation, we ask much larger philosophical questions. Answers to those questions are synthesized based on experiences accumulated over a lifetime from our education, experiences, and creative thinking. However... Today's world has a cloud-based computer system that can consolidate knowledge and provide answers to just about anything you choose to ask. So the question is, what do you ask? Like many, I've been exploring the power of ChatGPT and some of its practical uses. So I asked it, what are the three common questions people ask you? Chat GPT's response, number one, what is the meaning of life, or similar philosophical inquiries. People often ask deep existential questions seeking insights into the purpose and meaning of life, the universe, and our existence. Number two, how does AI work, or technology-related questions. Users frequently inquire about artificial intelligence, its capabilities, limitations, and how it functions. They may also ask about specific technologies and programming languages or seek advice on using various software tools. And number three, how can you help me with my homework or educational assistance requests? Students and learners of all ages often seek help with their homework assignments or understanding complex concepts like mathematics, science, literature, and more. ChatGPT. While these questions may not cover every user inquiry, they represent some of the most recurrent and notable questions I encounter. Recently, during a lunch discussion with my good friend, Dr. Hanley, we discussed this very subject, and he asked me to set up his computer to make it easy for him to log into ChatGPT so he could challenge the AI with questions he has been considering in writing his latest book. He became curious after one of his friends mentioned how he had used the AI based on the following request: Act as if you are a Zen Rashi teaching a Catholic priest about emptiness. His response was as follows. Rashi. Good morning, Father. I am honored to share some teachings with you from Zen Buddhism, particularly the concept of emptiness or sunyata. Priest. Priest. Good morning, Rashi. I'm curious to understand this concept. Rashi. It is truly a profound concept. In Zen Buddhism, emptiness does not mean nothingness. It refers to the inherent lack of independent existence or separate self in all phenomena. To understand emptiness... We need to perceive reality without the filters of our preconceptions, biases, and assumptions. Priest, how is this related to the idea of God? Rashi, it's not about denying the existence of things or God, for that matter. Emptiness doesn't mean without God or without existence. The concept aligns with interconnectedness, somewhat similar to the Catholic belief in the interconnectedness of all creatures under God. In Zen, when we look at an object, let's say a flower, we don't see it as an isolated entity, but as a result of a myriad of causes and conditions. We see the sunlight, the rain, the soil, All the elements that have come together to give rise to the flower. We see the flower is empty of a separate self, full of everything else. Priest, so it's not negating reality, but seeing things in their true relations and dependencies. Rashi, precisely. We are part of a vast, interrelated process. Everything is connected in such a way that everything else is reflected in it, and it is reflected in everything else. Just like St. Paul once said, we are all parts of the body of Christ. This is not too different from the understanding of emptiness in Buddhism. The key difference, perhaps, is that while in Catholicism the concept of the individual soul is central— In Buddhism, we speak of anatta, or no-self, which is not the same as non-existent, but rather an absence of a separate, permanent self. Through this understanding, we can appreciate the true value of emptiness, a state of awareness that frees us from attachments and aversions, offering a deep insight into the nature of things. Priest I see. It's a profound concept indeed. It's going to take some time for me to fully comprehend it. Rashi. Yes, Father. It is the work of a lifetime, or perhaps many lifetimes. The experience of emptiness is often beyond words, beyond concepts. It is a deeply intuitive understanding. But even as we struggle to express it in words, it brings us closer to the wisdom of emptiness. Remember, Father, the essence of the practice is not to eliminate all thoughts or feelings, but to understand their nature. It's like watching a river flow. The water always changes, yet the river remains. Emptiness is the river. Our thoughts and feelings are the water. We are both the river and the water, changing and yet unchanging. This understanding brings compassion, peace, and wisdom. It is the heart of the Zen practice. My listening friends, the question remains, what would you ask? I'm Patrick Ball. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you in the next episode.